Hi everyone, welcome to Gynecology Girl Talk. Today, let's talk about the normal menstrual cycle. In this video, I will talk about the organs and glands involved in the menstrual cycle or the period cycle, the hormones that are important and imperative for this menstrual cycle to occur, exactly what happens during the cycle. I will discuss the cycle in adults and then I will discuss the cycle in adolescence. So stay till the end because the adolescent cycle is slightly different from the adult cycle and this results in periods slightly different, being slightly different in adolescence versus in adulthood. So what are the structures, organs, hormones that are involved in the normal menstrual cycle? So the normal menstrual cycle, you may think it starts in the womb, but actually it starts in the brain. The brain, and in particular, a gland called the pituitary gland, produces hormones that speak to the ovaries, which is the next organ that's involved. Those hormones, called follicle-stimulating hormone, primarily, its job is to wake eggs up each cycle. So you may ask, why do the eggs need waking up? Well, women, girls, are born with all the eggs we'll ever have. So at birth, girls are born with all the eggs we'll ever have. We do not produce any more eggs. We do not create any more eggs. We don't get, gain any more eggs. So we are born with all the eggs we'll ever have. And for that reason, obviously, if they all matured at once, then, you know, you have a pregnancy with 100,000 babies or whatever. So um, most of the eggs remain dormant and all of the eggs remain dormant or asleep during childhood. And then in adolescence, when the brain, that part of the brain wakes up, it sends FSH or follicular stimulating hormone to the ovaries every month to say, okay, wake up a cohort or wake up a few eggs. So about 10 to 20, about 15 eggs wake up per cycle and then they start to develop. They're still in the ovary. The follicles that contain the eggs are what produce the female hormone estrogen that we've all heard about. As the cycle progresses, these eggs all start to grow, but then one egg becomes bigger, fatter, juicier than all the other eggs. The other eggs die off, and that's the egg that will be ovulated. Ovulation means releasing of the egg from the ovary which is a necessary prerequisite to pregnancy, which is the whole point of the menstrual cycle. So around mid-cycle, that one egg, solitary egg, is released from the ovary, and that's called ovulation. And if you ask me, a gynecologist, what's the most important part of the menstrual cycle? It'll be ovulation. And the reason is that ovulation does two things. So the estrogen that is produced by the egg when it's in the ovary for the first half of the cycle, its role is to thicken the lining of the womb. It thickens the lining of the womb in order that it is thick enough to be comfortable to receive a baby if it's fertilized that cycle. And as more estrogen is produced, the thicker the lining gets. That's when ovulation occurs. The two roles of ovulation is one, Ovulation is the clock of the menstrual cycle. So that's the thing that gives you a regular period. So actually, it's one of the most constant thing in, things in nature that you ovulate and two weeks later, you have a period. 
ovulate, two weeks later, you have a period. So it's the clock of the cycle. The second important role of ovulation is that it produces the second female hormone called progesterone. So progesterone, the role of progesterone, again, twofold. The first role is that it puts the brakes on the estrogen to say, okay, it's thick enough already. We don't need any thicker. It limits the thickening of the lining of the womb. Because if it just went and got thicker and thicker and thicker, then periods would be horrendously heavy. The second role is that it makes the womb lining more nutritive or nourishing for the implanted uh, baby, should it come along. So the first part of the cycle, the lining, the womb lining or the endometrium is called proliferative. And proliferation means getting bigger, getting, thick, getting thicker. And the second half of the cycle, the endometrium or womb lining is called secretory, meaning more nourishing. So if there is infertilization, then our whole lining comes away. And the thing that isn't immediately apparent, isn't obvious, is that a period isn't just blood. A period is blood from the basal vessels, blood vessels in the uterus, but it's also the womb lining itself coming away. So it's like a reboot. The womb lining comes away, re ready to start again, and the cycle goes again. So that's the menstrual cycle in a nutshell. In adults, women ovulate approximately 85% of the time. And as I mentioned before, ovulation is the clock of the menstrual cycle. So we find in adult women that most adult women have a fairly regular or regular cycle. The cycle length might vary a little bit from period to period, but mostly a regular cycle. You have about a period every month. Sometimes you may have a dodgy period. Maybe that's a cycle you haven't ovulated because we don't ovulate 100% of the time. In stark contrast, adolescence for the first year to two years after menarche, and menarche is the term we use for the first period. The very first period is called menarche. So the first year to two years or even longer, ovulation is not consistent. And some girls may only ovulate 15% of the time. So that's in real contradistinction from, from our adult women. So that means that 15% of time, you have the break on the thickening of the lining of the womb, you have the clock. The rest of the time, which is the majority of the time, no breaks, no clock. So that is why in adolescence, unlike in adult women, periods are quite frequently very irregular, very irregular. And this can be a worry to parents, to girls themselves, and they come to me quite worried that the periods are irregular. But actually, if it's just irregularity, then that's not a problem because what happens is that the ovaries are learning how to run the cycle and they're learning how to ovulate. So as she gets older and passes through puberty, ovulation will become more and more consistent. And as a result, periods will become more and more regular. And also, because of the breaks effect of ovulation, 
they not only become more regular, but they become less heavy or they become lighter as girls mature through puberty and into adulthood. So that, as I say, most of the girls, and I see many, many girls every year with heavy periods in adolescence and around puberty, most of them, although I also am an adult gynecologist, most of them I never see again in adulthood because the periods settle themselves. So uh, the problem is irregularity, then there's probably nothing really to worry about, that, that can be monitored. Unless there's another issue that you're worried about, then certainly uh, for long. The fact that ovulation doesn't take place regularly though, means that not only are they irregular, but they can be heavy and they can be very, very heavy in adolescence. Um, and I have seen girls who, there's nothing else wrong with them, they have no other issues, but they have bled so heavily in adolescence that sometimes they need to be admitted to hospital and have blood transfusions, and that's how severe it can be. So I'm not minimizing girls who have, you know, very heavy periods. Um, and please look at my video about heavy bleeding in adolescence, heavy periods in adolescence, where I go through in detail the causes for heavy periods in adolescence. Um, I believe that periods should not compromise a adolescents and adolescents or teenagers quality of life in any way should absolutely not compromise education should not compromise socializing should not compromise taking part in sport so that's an important reason why i'm doing these series of videos to educate you because if periods are irregular that's not usually such a problem if they're heavy and it's resulting in limiting social activity educational activity, school attendance, please take your child along to see her GP and be referred if necessary, because we have really effective ways of treating this. So thank you for listening. I hope that it's clear. Um, I hope that you understand what I've said, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Please like and subscribe to my channel, because that will really help it to get out to other people and to help them. And please put your comments, feedback in the comments below. I'd be delighted to read them. Also, you're more than welcome to join my Facebook group, my Facebook page, um, Can Call You Girl Talk, where it's a safe and supportive space to discuss such issues. Thanks for listening. See you soon.